Hello, this is Greg Baldwin, but you know me as the voice of Uncle Iroh. You're listening to the epically geeky show. Gridview. And there he is now. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, Chris. I look like I'm in truffle at It's like getting rid of half your head. Ugh. Are you on oh. Windows 7 or Windows <laughs> XP? <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll oh, no, there's Robin Williams standing out in the field. <laughs> I did not enjoy that movie. That oh movie my god! Was so weird. I love that movie. The music for it was so awesome too. I think. I wonder if I just wasn't like in the right mindset or the right maturity uh, or something. I don't know because I want to watch like, that Robin one again. I was thinking about that one just a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, I got the kids to watch that one. Toys, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, it's it's weird. Yeah, you have. Oh to, yeah. Yeah, it's a weird movie. All of his movies are weird. Catherine Love Bicentennial Man, though. Oh, I like that one. That's cute. That's a great one. And yeah. it's been so long since I've seen it, I'd have to go back and, and, and rewatch it. I, I saw that. that one 1999, January 31st. I was in Ottawa for that, so I went with my girlfriend to see that one and before partying that night. <laughs> Is there something else that happened that night that made you specifically remember the date so easy? You're recording this, so no, nothing happened. <laughs> No, oh, it was all man. tea and crumpets kind of thing. Gotcha. <laughs> PG. <laughs> You're listening to the Epically Geeky Show, a place for all things geeky. Welcome back to the Epically Geeky Show, episode number 155. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Tonight's opening question is, if you could have any job right now, what would it be? Now, don't don't worry about like you'd have to move. Don't worry about would it pay enough. Just literally, if you could have any job you wanted right now, what would it be? Sean, tree fork designer. Right now, that would actually be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, damn right. That or a writer, and I don't care, a book or a sitcom or. Whatever. I, just, I was like, okay, so I see a tree theme. You're either going to do something with the trees or you're going to chop them down and, and write no, them. No, no, no. Yeah. Build the uh, Thoro. I'll write underneath a tree. How's that? Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> see, I'm still coherent enough to say that. <laughs> That's my last smart thing for tonight. And the cat's wanting in the, house, in the room. Uh, right, because uh, name, his name is on the screen. Chris! <laughs> Uh, what job, if you could have any job right now, what would it be? So I chose to not live in reality. And this okay. is, uh, uh, it's totally fictional. I would be a oh, professor at Hogwarts, or I would have a really cool, funky used book and or vintage shop in Diagon Alley. I knew that, that was coming. Fantastic. I didn't, I didn't even, my brain didn't even go there. Like, this is oh. something that's not right. Oh, then I've got two answers then. <laughs> <laughs> That was the first thing I thought of. I thought I was going to hear Hogglepuff or something like no, that. But. Other than that, I mean, I, I get to be at I'm, I'm at home. I'm I'm the domestic goddess of my kingdom, so that's pretty cool. There you go. That's awesome. Uh, you use that goddess thing so well. Yep. <laughs> Joseph. So mine is to- technically grounded in reality. It just hasn't happened yet. Uh, <clears throat> it was going to be uh, ambassador to the Galactic Empire. Ah, yes. oh, okay. Travel around. Yeah. It'll happen eventually. It'll suit you. Know, yeah. Aren't they the bad guys? <laughs> I'm a Star Trek fan myself, but you know. <laughs> no, I, I mean, as in, like when we finally make first contact and see uh, other civilizations, uh, I would like to be the ambassador. Hanging okay. out with the Vulcans, cool. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um. Well, then I guess I've got two answers. I, I was going to say toy designer. Like I think right now that just seems like it'd be a really cool job to be. A toy designer. Um, otherwise, I'm going Ghostbuster. So <laughs> imagine that. Um, Dress the one, the job you want, not the one you have. Dude, every time, every time we get a chance, that's what I'm doing. I nearly um, got shot at work for doing that. <laughs> at your job, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, well, tonight's uh, tonight's topic is actually one that Joseph uh, threw out there for us. Um, where are they now? So we're going to be uh, picking fictional characters, and we're going to figure out where they are now after after we last saw them. Now, the thing about this is uh, I propose that we do 
two different versions. And if you didn't do two outcomes, that's fine. Uh, we could always, you know, tack on another one. But I figured we should do where are they now and and make one that kind of makes sense as to the character and what they were doing or maybe something they said, you know, in the movie, book, TV show, whatever it was. Uh, and then uh, I said, do a version where they're just like, nope, fuck this, not doing this anymore, and just did a complete 180 from what they were doing. So um, before the show, uh, well, no, we'll, we'll go ahead and get into it. Un- unless, uh, Sean, were you going to use the one that I threw out there? No, I didn't use that Okay. One. So uh, to give it a quick example, I-, I threw one out there. I said, Inspector Gadget. <clears throat> and I said, uh, if uh, his job, like, you know, if he continued on being an inspector and, and kept, you know, advancing or whatever i said maybe eventually he works for the cia or the fbi uh now granted he'll have to have a special team you know with with penny and brain because there was it's not going to work out so well for him um uh and then i said the other job he would have though if he was just like screw it i'm out done with you know done with this job would be uh he'd be a really mediocre like contractor because like he would be, <laughs> he'd have all the tools on him but the dude just fucked up constantly so you know it would be like something you know, like a half- who's harry crumb kind of thing yeah he would be it would be a halfway decent job like he'd be able to survive but he's definitely not on the top of angie's list by any means so um all right well that is our that's gonna be our topic so uh would anyone like to go first i'll go first all right joseph who is the yeah. first character and what where do you see them now all right, so I'm going to go with the one I actually used the example of. So I'm going to, uh, I went with Dutch, who is uh, the main character of Predator, uh, Arnold's character for those people that, that have never seen it. Um, so option one, he stays in the military and he becomes an advisor. You know, he's uh, advising on jungle warfare, on alien threats and alien technology and, you know, how best to combat them. Um, and so that's kind of what he keeps doing in the rest of his life. Option two, uh, he retired, stayed there in Mexico where he was. Uh, he sells flowers to little kids because of the trauma. But when he goes to sleep at night, he has to smear mud all over himself so that he can sleep. You know, uh, otherwise he, he gets PTSD flashbacks. <laughs> that That's good. is fantastic. I love your option too. <laughs> yes, I do too. <laughs> the option um, one seems like a boondoggle for the U.S. military, but I think they're pretty good at that. But yeah, option two is so perfect (laughs) yeah no that's exactly because i'll be honest with you like i would after having that encounter i would probably be just walking around mud constantly you'd be like what is wrong with you yeah no you don't understand (laughs) that or invent some kind of a a a bodysuit or whatever that like constantly keeps your body temperature way down (laughs) so um We'll go with uh, we'll go with Chris next. Chris, what was the first character you picked, and what jobs did you see them having in the future? Uh, I picked Gandalf. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so I kind of did this backwards. Um, okay. So for him, he so after the end of the Third Age um, and sailing to the Undying Lands, he decides to retire from wizardry and move to the beach where he, Frodo, and Bilbo hang out and reminisce about the good old days, smoking good pipe weed. Good. Or, and I don't know if this is a 180, I just thought it was cool, uh, <laughs> finds the Blue Wizards in Radagast and they form an epic cover band. Oh, hell yes! <laughs> this sounds fantastic! <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i like that to, well Sarah's dead so it doesn't matter yeah, yeah that's what i thought for gandalf I'm like oh the dude discerns like the best <laughs> the best time in the so. oh yeah either way of course technically you could do both i mean you could yeah. you know you if you're if you're out there smoking with the hobbits why not jump on a, a guitar <laughs> and rock out while you're going right of course this is after he thoroughly gets after the blue wizards and just be like bro like where, where the hell were you yeah like, no shit an entire age you know yeah. you didn't do shit don't forgot you way to go yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i'm gonna jump in next uh so the first person that i picked was um uh, let's see here unlock my notes because my phone wants to lock up optimus prime so I figure uh you know the Autobots have finally won they've brought peace to uh, to Cybertron Prime never wanted to be the leader. Like he was always a reluctant leader. It was, you know, 
no one else is no one else can do it so i'm going to step up and do it so he's not going to be uh the leader of cybertron he's going to be like a, a um advisor to whoever the elected leader is because obviously it's going to be an election it's going to be you know uh, a, a democracy because that's what he's fighting for so he's going to be a uh um advisor to the elected leader um if he doesn't 180 though he's just going to be like fuck it and is literally just going to go to earth and just haul shit and just be like, well, that's what that's what I do. <laughs> just an AP wheeler, like literally, just be like, all right, Kmart, cool. Let's let's get the let's get the toys there. Optimus Prime hauling, nice. <laughs> so he's just like, fuck it, this is what I was built for. Might as well do this, right? Robotic dealing. B decides like all diapers for the rest. Yep. Tired of fighting. Just like, nope. Of course, uh, if you if you uh, believe my buddy Sai, uh, you know that that's an interesting life to pick anyway. So, but, could you imagine uh, him and Smokey and the Bandit kind of thing being like the truck in that? Just, <laughs> just like camouflage himself every now, and t- change his trailer kind of yep. appearance every now and then. That'd be awesome. Holographic chimp. Mm. <laughs> um, Sean, what is what is the first character you picked? Um, I'm going with Al Bundy. Go with what you know. Uh, <laughs> okay. So option one, uh, after Peggy passed away, choking on a bonbon and leaving Al with a considerable debt to the owner of Troy's. Uh, I don't know if anyone watches it, but Troy's uh-huh. was the the uh, bar she frequented. Uh-huh. Al leaves the kids and heads to L.A. to become the great white hooter hunter. Um, unfortunately... He's only there for about 12 hours before he comes up on a morals charge. Uh-huh. And due to a clerical error, he ends up in life in prison. Um, so he ends up uh, married with hemorrhoids uh, to a nice little trick named Jim. Gotcha. <laughs> um, is he at least happier than he is now? I don't know. Would you be happier with a nice little trick named Jim? I don't know. <laughs> He had a horrible life, so I don't know. He does know. have like, three square meals a day, so he's a step up there. Yeah. Um, but he yeah, doesn't have to sell shoes. Yeah. So that's option one. So if he continued his life as is, uh, uh-huh. option two, no longer able to stand another moment of his life, Al quits his job, unable to take the shame again. Peggy leaves Al and makes it a big, uh, makes it big as an exotic dancer, Jasmine. Okay. This is all from the series. Uh, the kids being mooches stay with Peggy. Al sues for alimony, which he surprisingly wins, and uses the money to start a men's hat store. Al is now divorced with no children and happy. Yeah. <laughs> I w- if I was Al, I'd pick option B. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I was trying to figure out 180 things. So, yeah, uh-huh. men's hats instead of women's shoes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, Joseph, what's your next one? So my next one is uh, Wadsworth, uh, the butler from Clue. Oh, cool. This is right up my alley. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Option number one, uh, he just finds another uh, butler job and he continues to buttle uh, for the rest of his life, you know, and goes the way of Alfred Pennyworth. Uh, So this one actually has three options, by the way. Uh, Option number two, uh, he's retired from butlering, uh, and he started a fitness business where you just speak really fast and run to a room, speak really fast and run to another room, speak really fast and run to another room. <laughs> that was not going so great for him. Uh, right. Option number three, uh, the events of that night drove him crazy, and he's actually Jigsaw, trying to come up with a perfect murder. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> and it's so apropos that you, you chose three options, three endings yes. for him. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was literally, I was about to butt in and say, but what really happened was and then you threw the, the jigsaw and I'm like, wow, that went dark. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chris, what's your next one? Um, so I picked Blossom. Oh, okay. Um, so she went to graduate school, got a PhD in neuroscience, and married a physicist. <laughs> uh, the other one is that she moves to Paris with Vinny and becomes a stay-at-home mom. Okay. 
Was it Vinny or Brother? I don't know. I didn't watch Blossom. Vinny. <laughs> I thought for sure you were going to say uh, she got a degree and went on to become the host of Jeopardy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I forgot about that. She could do that. There you go. That one's better. Yeah. That instead. <laughs> <laughs> so staying within the realm, huh? Yeah, that one. Yeah, it's a little hard to take her out of there. Yeah, gotcha. Um, all right. My next one was Cobra Commander. So he's obviously not going to win. It's it's not it's not going to happen. Um, so instead, he's like, you know what? Screw it. You know, this whole, you know, international terrorism things just not working out. I can't I can't make any headway here, you know, constantly turn around, you know, Destro's constantly, you know, like under, you know, undercutting me and stuff and selling, you know, uh, munitions to other people. So now he runs political campaigns. Um, so, you know, he's, he's latched on and he, cause you know, he knows how to, how to, to, you know, whip people into a frenzy. Uh, so yeah, he runs political campaigns for different people in the U S. Um, he also is constantly, um, uh, you know, getting stuff uh, stirred up on Facebook. So just, just the worst political BS you can find. He's probably behind it on Facebook. So, um, <laughs> And then uh, I said, if if he decided, he, you know, he's just like, screw it. I don't want to do anything with politics. I don't want to do anything with ruling or whatever. Still got to make that money. Um, I don't know. I just see him running a very small, like, spamming farm. Like, you know, he's just got, <laughs> like, he's got maybe 20, 25 computers. Like, not even a lot. Like, but he thinks he's, he thinks he's, like, big shit, though. And, you know, he's sending out, like, emails or whatever. And, you know, just constantly trying to get people to click on those links so he can, he can make a few pennies here and there, so. But yeah, that's what that's what Cobra He's Command is. The Nigerian right? prince. Basically, yes. <laughs> Did you see him in like a reality show like The Office kind of thing? <laughs> well, I was trying to think of something where he could keep wearing the mask. I didn't think about him literally just deciding, oh no, I'm gonna work at Office Max and I'm still gonna wear the mask though. <laughs> oh he he could do uh open up a business where he sells uh, face shields for that's very for true. Yeah. And stuff like that. That's very true. I didn't think about that. That'd a be awesome. Sports store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love the, the Cobra way. <laughs> I just I love the idea of seeing him in like just like a normal business and like he's made it to mid management and it's like that office that scene from Office Space and he walks up like he's shirt tie whatever but he's got the mask not even the chrome one just like the hood and he's just like <laughs> leaning up with a cup or whatever and that raspy ha voice. <laughs> That would be fantastic. That sounds like a Saturday Night Live skit. <laughs> yes, it does. Or a um, uh, a robot chicken one or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Uh, Sean, what's your next one? Uh, I'm going with Captain Kirk. Oh, okay. Um, so option one, having led a rock star life, the Shat, I mean, the Cap. Um, the Cap, yes. Now resides in a single room condo, spending most of his time traveling to and from Starfleet Medical to be treated for his myriad of STDs um, in the Keith Richards ward. Um, Anyway, uh, don't feel too bad for him, though, as he is never alone, seeing as he has fathered many children of many different species. Uh So, yeah, he's he's good. There's some weird and funky stuff going on down there. But uh, anyway, option two. Developing a severe case of agoraphobia, Kirk now spends his days as a librarian, safely sitting in a chair at home and not hurtling through space. Thrilling adventures and learning something new are just a page turn away. And what of all those thrilling sexual encounters, you ask? Well, that's what the pop-up Kama Sutra is all about. Oh, my God. (laughs) He, he Actually, does no, story time sorry. with the kids, right? The pop-up zero-G Kama Sutra. We are talking about the future. That is true. <laughs> that is true. So, nice. <laughs> I was like, when you were like, he, he, you said he had agoraphobia, agoraphobia, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, where's this going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spaceship probably isn't the best space to be. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> Unless he just like stays in the shuttlecraft, he's just like there, like <laughs> Captain. We really need you on the bridge. No, I'm fine here. It's good. Yeah, <laughs> deal with it. Get yeah. Spock. <laughs> Get Spock. <laughs> um. 
All right, uh, Joseph, what's your next one? My next one is Tom Smikowski uh, from Office Space. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, he's now a, a gaming mogul, quote unquote. Okay. You know, that first accident that paid him all the money for him to make a jump to conclusions, Matt. Right. Gave him the money to actually start a gaming company. The jump to conclusions, Matt, failed miserably. And on his way out, when he was leaving, closing the doors, he got into another accident, made another shit ton of money, and came up with another game. And he's on like a constant rinse and repeat of that uh, until the end of days. You know, gotcha. Uh, he's known as the person that makes the worst games in, in the history of gaming. Uh, <laughs> option two is the, the jump to conclusions Matt did not take off as most people thought he would. And so he got back into the IT business and now he works as the head of client relations for Google because he can deal with the goddamn customer. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that it's all of Google and just him. He's just the only him. one, which is why you can never get anyone to talk to you at Google. <laughs> That's awesome. I like that. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's very <laughs> the jump to conclusions, Matt. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm almost surprised that hasn't been made as like a joke right? gift or whatever. Yeah. So, because I mean, I what do you that. do? You jump to a place on Matt, and then what? Like, where do you go from there? Like. <laughs> Uh, uh, Chris, what's your next one? Uh, this is my last one. Okay. My brain is not fully functioning right now. Uh, so I picked Shira or Princess Adora. Okay. Nice. Uh, so long ago are uh, the days of the Horde Prime. Ateria has been at peace, and Shira now settled into old age. She is now known for her needlepoint, which are a mix between graphic depictions of the Prime Horde battles and quirky, uplifting affirmations. Amazing. <laughs> I, I want this in real I want this on Etsy right now I want these I want needlepoint horde battles <laughs> positive affirmations nice yes. I want to learn needlepoint just to do shit like that I know right oh my god oh god does she use uh, anything special like the needles of Grayskull or something like that for her needlepoint needles that be Oh, that's that's like 3D printing right there. Like the the needles with like different sayings on them. That'd be perfect. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Oh my, yeah. there you go. I yeah. want 10%. When you start doing this, Eugene. <laughs> Her knitting needles literally look look like the sword. Yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Practical? Yeah, I don't well, know. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I don't tried put to this online until you've like yeah. got the patent for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the other one, the 180, the well, that was the 180. And then this one is she just becomes Queen Andorra and rules Materia. Two prospects. Oh. Yeah, I go with the, the needlepoint. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The needlepoint <laughs> I don't see fantastic. why they both can't happen. You know what? That's true. The queen yeah. when she gets older. Sitting on the throne, yeah. Um, I feel like she'd be like, fuck this. I don't want to be queen. We're stupid and boring. I'm going to make needlepoint because it takes a long time to needlepoint, by the way. Yeah, I bet. It does. Um, all that right. One. That one's fantastic. I love that. <laughs> um, my next one was Pac-Man. <clears throat> so... I mean, let's face it. He's never going to get rid of these ghosts constantly. He eats them. They come back. He eats them. They come back. Um, so dude finally breaks down and pays the Ghostbusters to take care of it. So ghosts are taken <laughs> care of. You don't have to deal with that shit anymore. Um, and so he's constantly eating. Well, why not become a professional, you know, a, a professional um, um, eater? Like, you know, literally become a competitive eater for, you know, some of these big things. I mean, he'd be able to clean up pretty good. So uh, that's that's option A. Um, option B is he gets his diet in check. So, you know, cause he's constantly eating, you know, the doctor's like, listen, dude, you're getting older. You can't just eat anything you want anymore. So he gets his diet in check. He starts working out, finds out, man, I'm actually really good at this and becomes a professional bodybuilder. So, you know, the, he's not, he's not as round as he used to be, but you know, his, uh, his arms and legs are jacked, man. I thought you were going to say he becomes a square. <laughs> That would be awesome. Like, literally, just he's a square, but he's turns into a different shape. Completely <laughs> different shape. 
So what would be the most buff shape? Obviously, circle well, apparently is the, the least one. I guess yeah. square, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Octagon. Yeah. Triangle. Yeah, or octagon. Triangle. You like, go into the fighting ring, like fighting circuit. Oh, octagon. yeah, there you go. <laughs> circuit. He becomes yeah. the octagon. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I was like, man, Pac-Man's getting kind of old. Like, he's going to have to keep, you know, watch what he's eating here pretty quick. Yeah, so. he becomes oval. Oval. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sean, uh, do you have another one for us? Yeah, I got a couple. Uh, the right. next one is RoboCop. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, option one, uh, having helped clean up the city by blowing several holes in it, RoboCop eventually fell on hard times when Microsoft discontinued support of the operating system. <laughs> <laughs> Crap, I snorted. After a failed attempt to upgrade the system to Cyborg XP, and a PR nightmare when a virus caused him to sing my dingling every time his leg holster opened up. It was decided to retire Robocop. The retirement consisted of welding all of his joints and placing him in a pedestal in a park to scare away pigeons. Unfortunately, his organic components did seem to attract raccoons when they began to rot, but the problem eventually took care of itself. Oh my God. <laughs> That's a horrible end. Yeah, well, it was a horrible beginning when you think about it. Well, that's very true, yes. <laughs> uh, option two. Fed up with the violence and unending crime, Robocop moves to the suburbs, trades in his gun for a hairdryer, and rebrands himself as Beautybot. Now, the cybernetic <laughs> beautician only battles with blackheads and dead ends. With a new set of prime directives, serve the client, protect the, uh, uh, protect the follicles, and uphold that nourished and radiant skin, girl. Beautybot will make this world a more beautiful place. Nice. <laughs> there you go. I'd love to see the the hair dryer that comes out. Of his <laughs> yeah, leg. Exactly. I was trying to think what thing could come out of his leg, and like I don't know anything about like beautician tools. Yeah. So I just went with the standard hair dryer. It looks like a gun. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Very true. Um, nice, nicely done. Uh, Joseph, what's your next one? Uh, I'm gonna go with George Costanza. <laughs> so I played with someone from Seinfeld, but I, I abandoned it. So what'd you do? So George is now on uh job number 24 since last <laughs> saw him. Uh, for those of you that do not know, the show ran for nine seasons and he had nine jobs. So yep. logical extension was 24 years later, yeah, four new jobs. Yeah, industries. Uh, he's uh, now working uh, as a salesman at an antique uh, refinishing store, uh, working on coffee tables to remove the mud stains. Oh, nice! Uh, trying to get with the owner's daughter. So that, uh, of course. Uh, option number two: uh, George decided to go back to school and study psychology. He's now the city's leading expert on family-based trauma, and he's uh, published multiple books. There's no way. <laughs> Coffee table books. <laughs> they have the legs on them. You yeah. use them as a coffee table. <laughs> How do you see Jerry, Elaine, and Kramer like interacting with him at that point? Like, do you think do you think they don't hang out with him anymore because he just well, constantly? They would constantly make fun of him. I think. Oh yeah. Pointing out that he's being too nerdy or too cerebral. Uh huh. And then, or he's abandoned them as a friend group because he's like, everybody here is toxic. Yeah, yeah no joke. <laughs> I can see him like keeping all of the business cards everyone gives him in his wallet. He probably has <laughs> such a back problem. His office has a, a Frogger machine in it just for whole time's sake. <laughs> nice pull. Um, let's see here. My next one, because you you didn't have any more, right, Chris? Nope. Okay. Uh, my next one was uh, Falcor from The Neverending Story. <laughs> so, um, this better have Peter Griffin in it. The, no, it. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, you know, things have gotten things have calmed down. The world has been saved. So, um, he's a delivery flyer. Like he fucking gets stuff from one end of the the world to the other. Nice. So, yes, that's a miniature version right there. Um, 
So yeah, I figured that's what he would do. Now that's that's not even the 180 version. So <laughs> on the other hand, like he's been flying for years, he's seen everything. Like everyone's like, yeah, this is awesome. He's just like, oh, it's the same shit. I don't. I'm done. I'm done with this. He doesn't want to go out anymore. He's tired. He's getting older. Um, but he has a really awesome voice. So I thought maybe he could become a uh, video game tournament announcer on uh, Twitch. <laughs> I mainly just want to see this giant headset that they put on him with a mic. With a mic. And I, I can see him getting sick from sharing needles or something like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> giant needle. The only problem is, is he does have, have, he does have a fantastic voice. The problem is, is most of those announcers are pretty fast like you have to be fast because the games oh, are pretty yeah. quick and like he would be describing stuff that happened like the game would be over and he'd still be describing it so yeah. he'd be an announcer for like pong or something there you go yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i thought he i think he'd make an excellent uh announcer for uh for twitch so uh sean do you have another one all right my last one uh this was a hail mary sherlock holmes Oh, okay. So option one, although Sherlock mind, uh, Sherlock's mind gave him almost omniscient. Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> I've had a little, just a touch to drink. And plus I'm tongue tied in real life. So when I get tired and drunk, it's hard to talk. All right. Let me try this again. Although Sherlock's mind gave him almost omniscient deductive reasoning that verged on the supernatural. Sherlock had an Achilles heel that no amount of analysis could show Sherlock what kind of harm he was doing to himself. That's right. Sherlock was hooked on the big O, midnight oil, chandu, opium. Okay. That eventually, Sherlock overdosed in an opium den while Dr. Watson was attending a symposium titled Sidekicks. We're heroes too, damn it. <laughs> Sadly, having gone to the symposium ended his tenor as a sidekick. Very true. So that's option one. That's like the reality one. Okay. Option two. Having suffered a blow to his head with his final battle with Moriarty, Sherlock, in a moment of clarity, decided he no longer wanted to work in a profession that demanded thought, foresight, and logic. A meaningless existence to which he would only have to look out for his own well-being would be his new calling. With this in mind... Sherlock joined the Liberal Unionist Party and enjoyed a life as a politician without a care in the world. <laughs> nice. There we go. That was really hard to read. I should have thought about that when I typed it. <laughs> um, I like how mindless job when you went to politician. So very good, sir. Very good. Um, Joseph, you have another one? I actually have two more. So that okay. I'm there Same. you go. Uh, so the next one is uh, Clark Griswold. Uh, so he uh, is still working in the food additive business, uh, but now he takes his uh, Gen Z grandchildren out on vacations. And most of the time, it's just him trying to catch up or keep up with his Gen Z grandchildren, not understanding anything with what they're saying, what they're doing, why they're doing it. Right. That kind of thing. You know, that's a logical next step. Uh, the option two is that after his many adventures on vacation he realized that he has a true knack for what he's doing and, and really gets into some really great family time so he opens up a travel agency and he plans family vacations for people now oh my god <laughs> i can see that <laughs> oh my god that they can make a series out of that that's so good <laughs> that would be fantastic actually <laughs> Especially if like it was like, well, that sounds like a fantastic, you know, vacation. How, you know, how did you come up with that? And then the like the rest of the episode is like him actually living through that yeah. vacation. Yeah. That would be awesome, actually. Or even better, him as a tour guide. But by the oh. end of the show, there's no one left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've all like died in some horrible tragedy or something like that. Gotten lost. Every show. Else, yeah. They start with like 10 people, and by the end, he's like looking around. Where the hell is everyone? <laughs> nice. Good one. Good one. Um, My next one, I've got two more as well. Um, Nicholas Angel from uh, Hot Fuzz. 
So obviously he's, he's good at his job. He's going to just, he's going to keep getting better and better at his job. Um, so he's going to eventually become the chief of police for Sanford. Like that's, that's what's going to happen. Um, everything will work out great. He'll keep doing what he's doing. Things will be fine. Um, but on the other hand, what if he does too good of a job kind of like beforehand and they decide, you know, we know you're happy here at Sanford. We know, you know, you've done a wonderful job as the chief of police, but you've kind of done too good of a job. So we're going to restation you. And he's just like, nope, I'm done. Fuck this. Y'all did it once. Not going to do this again. So um, he ends up, uh, he judges Lego build competitions because <laughs> if anyone's going to point out an illegal build, it's going to be Nicholas Angel. Because <laughs> he's going to know the rules back and front and he's going to be able to look and be like, uh, that's a front back you got there. Sorry, disqualify." <laughs> just children crying constantly <laughs> it's been so long since i watched that movie i should watch that again oh that's it's a, such a good movie oh it is um yeah, i'm more so partial Shaun of the dead myself but mm. obvious <laughs> reasons <laughs> i go back and forth between the two but honestly um the older i get the more uh uh the world's in talks to me <laughs> like it's just <laughs> like I'm yeah. like, man, I, I understand where y'all are coming from on this one more and more. Like, you know, when I was a little, when it first <laughs> yeah. came out, I was like, oh, this is okay. This was an all right end. And I've, and I've, I've watched it again recently. And I'm like, wow, this hits. <laughs> so let's be honest. Simon Pegg doesn't make a bad movie. Not really. Nope. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Sean, did you have any more? Or? No, that's uh, it for me. Good. All right. Sean, uh, I'm mean, sorry, Joseph, you got one more, right? I do. Yeah. All right. So my last one is Michael Scott. Uh, <clears throat> normal extension or option one. Uh, he has worked his, his way up to be the regional manager of a, of a midsize uh, paper supply firm in Colorado where he moved to. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's currently petitioning PBS to go out and film this new work location because he has, uh, quote, gotten funnier now that he's wiser. Uh, <laughs> uh, option two, uh, Michael quit the paper game. Uh, now works as the world's foremost whiskey sommelier, uh, constantly uh, hunting for the perfectly balanced whiskey with two packs of Splenda. Oh. <laughs> for those of you that aren't familiar with the office, that is the only way he can drink whiskey. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. You should oh. just drink it with Coke like I do. <laughs> Actually, I've been more on a, a whiskey with ginger ale kick lately. Ooh, haven't tried that. I was thinking whiskey with Mountain Dew, but then I went and bought a pack of Coke. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, my last one is um, man, some of y'all hit some of these that are on brand for me, and I, I was like, man, I got, I got, I got to come in strong here and stay on brand. Uh, Scott Pilgrim. So, uh, you know, he ends up settling down, and um. He's going to become the high school uh, band teacher. Like that's, you know, he, he loves the music. He gets, he also kind of has not a thing for kids, but he's definitely, his mindset is definitely with a high schooler still. Like it doesn't matter how old he gets. He's still in that mindset. So uh, he's going to work out really well with high school kids. They're going to like him a lot. And he's still going to play in a band on the weekends. Um, on the other hand, you know, he, you know, if he was were to do a 180. He didn't really, you know, he wasn't, you know, he lost his chance to be in a big band and, you know, be signed and everything else. And um, there's only really one other thing he's good at. So he's an MMA fighter now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So problem is, is, uh, you know, if he's too good at it and and uh, and, and hits him too hard, then uh, it's it's hard to find people that want to keep going up against him is the problem. <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah, I, I was like, all right, what, what else do I have? What else is on brand for me that I got to stick to? And I was like, well, I obviously I have to pull in Scott Pilgrim. So I did think about clue at one point and I was like, no, oh, I don't know what I would do with that. But yeah. So uh, I do technically have one more. It was okay. one. Uh, so I'll just throw it out there real quick. Uh, Ash Ketchum. Uh, he continues on his journey. He has grown up and now he is, uh, the world's foremost, uh, uh, he knows the most about Pokemon. I can't think of the word. Expert on Pokemon, yeah. Expert on Pokemon, thank you. Uh, so he's a professor now, and he he's trained this new generation of people. Uh, and option two was 
he's gotten so tired of doing everything he did, but he knows so much about Pokemon. So he opens up the world's finest barbecue place where he serves <laughs> Pokemon. Your face is priceless, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> like a barbecue or something like that. I barely know Pokemon, but I know that there's some like, cute ones. <laughs> <laughs> Man, some of those Pokemon aren't going to turn out so well, especially the rock ones. Like, uh, <laughs> it's going to end up so well. Um, well, good job, everyone. That is our, our show for the month, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go ahead and move on to our picks and pans. Would anyone like to go first? Um, I'll go because I got to go for a second here. But All um, right. My pick, I've only got a pick this week, is I started watching the Goldbergs, and I'm, like, friggin' hooked. I'm, like, almost done season three in, like, a week. So, love it. Um, <laughs> Christy and I have loved it since the very beginning We've we got like five episodes just sitting on the DVR though. It's <laughs> I would say after probably season six, it, you're gonna be like, okay, I've seen this. I think we've actually already done this before. So it's <laughs> it is very um, uh, uh, formulaic. Yeah. But uh, the stuff that they cover, like especially like when they they go to scenes and it's in his room and the toys that ha- they ha- he has i'm just like i had that yeah i had that, I had that. exactly so i'm good. putting that with a lot of stuff yeah so uh but yeah no it is a it's a fantastic show christy and i really used to love it so yeah i've it's on crave mm-hmm. so i ended up like watching a ton of letter kenny like i watched all letter kenny and i was like i need something else that's nostalgic and then I was recommended Goldbergs, and I was like, oh, this is so great. Like, I can relate to so much stuff on here. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're afraid, Christy and I keep joking, we're afraid she's going to end up in being like the mother on there. So <laughs> I'm like, you can't smother the children. <laughs> you don't like that. <laughs> but good pick. Um, Joseph, you have a picker pan for us. Uh, it's, my pick would be my new job. I'm really, really enjoying what I'm doing. Uh, it has been uh, uh, great, a real good learning experience. Uh, mm-hmm. Traveling has been a lot of fun. Uh, I've met some really good people. Um, and then the pan would also be my new job because I have to move. Uh, you know, so you know, I won't leave behind family and friends. Uh, but uh, so it's kind of a double-edged sword there, but. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's a it's a new exciting chapter in life. Absolutely, uh, Chris. Um, I have some stuff. So there's a new. Sh- I don't know if you guys have ever watched Love Is Blind on Netflix. Mm-hmm. On the I've heard of it. I've I have watched. Yeah. It was yes. Like to watch. So they have a new one which is called The Ultimatum. There is it art already? Oh yeah, the first eight episodes are on, the, on Wednesday night. Ray and I stayed up until midnight. Actually, I had totally. for the kids because I didn't want to cook because I'm like, no, I have to watch this. It was cool. <laughs> it's it's, there were some moments where I'm like, I feel like I am watching something I shouldn't be. I am really uncomfortable. It's very <laughs> anyway. It's fucking true. It's amazing. So next week is um, like the final episode, and then the week after that is the reunion. Oh, so much awkwardness and secondhand embarrassment. Oh my god. <laughs> um, and then um, it's also Rex Manning Day today. Happy Rex Manning Day. Um, we went yesterday to this place in London, um, which is called the factory, which used to be an old Kellogg's factory and they've turned it into sort of an indoor adventure park and they have escape rooms there. They have a trampoline room, high ropes course, golf simulator, big, huge arcade. Um, uh, so stuff like that. So we went with the kids for their birthdays. Um, and Quinn and Ray went to the arcade and, uh, Logan decided she wanted to do the trampoline room and the warriors course. I'm like, all right, so I'll go with you. I can't trampoline anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And my neck, my arms hurt. So we did the warrior course and you have to run up the treadmill. I ran up the treadmill as part of myself, but then you have to jump 10 feet into a crash pad. No, I landed wrong. (laughs) I tried to get out of the crash pad and I had to roll. Uh-huh. Get out, and then we did this jousting thing, and they had all these big foam blocks on either side. And Logan pushed me, and she's stronger than I am. But as I went, and she went in, and trying to get out of a pit full of foam blocks, oh, that was so sweaty. And then we tried doing this uh, 
you know the thing on white belt where it spins around you have to jump or else it'll knock you oh, off yeah 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 those peed a little i've had children can't do it had to stop doing that <laughs> <laughs> jump i'm like oh no <laughs> i have overestimated everything in my body i've overestimated um so i'm really sore today and i then, bet i am and then the last thing is um and i haven't finished watching the episode i only got about two-thirds of the way in moon Knight on disney plus so good so good super <laughs> super good i love oscar isaac did you so you've watched the first episode and you're on yeah. the second one or yeah, we watched the first episode on the second episode, but I had to leave and get uh, Logan from work, so I've only seen the first 30, half an hour of that episode. Ooh, okay. Watched the rest of it, but I'm so... I didn't want to leave. I, like, waited till, like, the last possible minute. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's really, really good. Um. All right, well, let me get to mine. I will start off with, yeah, Moon Knight. Like, the first episode was interesting, yeah. but it didn't, it didn't fully grab me. Um, by the end of the second episode, it's like, okay, now we got the story. Now we know what's happening. Now we have an idea kind of where it's going. Yeah. And I'm all in. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm really enjoying it. Um, his acting is, is fantastic. The way that he flips between the two different personalities is great. Um, there's a particular scene. You, I don't know if you've gotten to it yet or not, uh, where the, the personalities are flipped and and the conversation no. is fantastic. Um, yeah, he's 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 great in that. Um, the other two picks I have are my children have. Um, well, earlier this week they decided we usually will watch a movie or TV show in the evenings, and uh, they wanted to watch a movie, and they were like, "Dad, you you know you said you haven't seen this. We've seen it. We really want you to see it now." We watched Encanto. Um, it is it. It's everything everyone says. It's fantastic. It's a fantastic movie. It's it's fun. Um, the music is super damn catchy. Um, it's 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 funny. I've got a um, I bought one of those systems that like it's got a little camera that kind of jets out a little ways from the television, and then it's got LEDs on the back of it. And whatever color that area of the screen is, like it it lights up behind the TV. Uh, so I made sure to turn that on because this movie is beautiful. There is so much vibrant color in it and just seeing it explode around the TV was fantastic. Like it was like, man, this is the type of thing that this was made for. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I mean, I, you know, Christy, it's funny. Christy was like, I don't understand why they keep playing this damn Bruno song on the radio. I don't uh-huh. See, and Bruno's song isn't the best one on there. It's that I, older sister's song, whatever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is um, catchy. The rest yes, of them are like meh. Yeah. I thought I, they're they're catchy, but I'm like you. I I definitely think Bruno is not. It, that's not no. the hit of it. Uh um, was it Pressure? I think is what it's called. That yeah. one. That's the fantastic. And song. I've heard remakes of it, like remastered ones of like uh-huh. other bands covering it. Oh my God, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Like yep. just do a YouTube search of uh cover bands for that Pressure one. There's okay. so many out there. I may have to check into that. <laughs> um, so anyway, we we chopped that up. We were watching that in the evenings. And then um, Nicholas was not feeling well earlier this week. Uh, he got a stomach bug actually last weekend and had to had to had to miss one of his games. Um, and uh, anyway, we weren't sure how long it was going to last. I absolutely had to be at work because we had state testing going on on Tuesday. So I told Christy, I was like, tell you what, if he has to stay home Tuesday, you can stay home with him. Then I will stay home with him Monday. And so um, about halfway through the day, he was starting to feel a little bit better and asked, you know, he's like, hey, can we watch a movie? And I'm like, sure. Well, what do you want to watch? And I was trying to find something that I thought maybe both of them had seen that I hadn't seen yet. And as we're just going through Netflix, he goes, oh, let's watch that. And we watched Mitchells versus the Machines. Oh, um, that's it is fantastic. Yeah, I don't I like know that. how well it's going to hold up over time. Something about that here in a second. Uh, just, you know, you know, from some kind of the jokes or whatever. But it was just it was fun. It was a fun movie. And it's from, um, oh, I can't remember their names. The ones who did uh, Into the Spider-Verse. And it's just like, y'all know, y'all know what y'all are doing. Like, just. The anime, I also love the style. The style is just very, yeah. 
I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. Like it's very bombastic. Like they're not afraid to pull in like the the anime inspired like you know, you know facial expressions and background effects and stuff like that. But you know for for kids that you know are you know constantly on you know uh, social media and you know the, you know videos are edited this way. It was very well done. Very well done. So if you haven't seen it, uh, the reason I ring I bring up I don't know how well it's going to hold up just because some of the jokes are could be a little dated here in a little while. As we were going through looking for something to watch, he goes, Dad, what's Shrek? And I'm like, <laughs> a really funny movie if it was about 10 to 15 years ago. <laughs> oh, Shrek holds up. Shrek it's holds does up. it? <laughs> it does. Uh, I don't know. But yeah. I I guess I'd have to go back and watch it again. I just remember the, the jokes were so dated. They were <laughs> hilarious at the time, but. Um. Anyway, yeah. So we were going to Netflix and came across that, and I was just like, "Ooh, okay." So I don't know. We'll, we'll ask him. We're actually watching Turning Red right now. So yay! So good. Yeah that 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 seems to be pretty fun right now. So um. Well, that is our show for the month, ladies and gentlemen. If you would please give us a five star rating on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, wherever it is you listen to the show or watch it. You can find us on YouTube as well. Uh, you can find the show and all the other shows we do at epicallygeeky.com. Uh, to include the Marginally Geeky Show, uh, Sustainably Geeky, and Creatively Geeky. Uh, you can find us on all the social media at Epically Geeky as well. Where can we find you online, Sean? Screwing with Wikipedia, as always. And then your favorite broken toy on Instagram. Uh, Joseph? Uh, just Google my name. I'm somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm somewhere. Uh, Chris? Um, all the shows you mentioned and on Instagram at Victorian Botanical. And as always, you can find my individual wacky adventure online at Optimachine on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For everyone on the site, have a good night. has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network. 